Okay, now we're good. <laughs> that was weird. We're right, rocking we in a winter oh, no, wonderland. Go ahead and hit that. We are back and running. We are here with a new episode, Little Comics Corners. We're, we're back. Fucking, dude, we're back. It's been a minute. Yes, it's been, sir. We, we take the holidays off. We're both pretty... You know, we celebrate Christmas. We do. We uh, see Christmas in this we, house. I fucking celebrate that. <laughs> After Thanksgiving, don't talk to me. Um, but no, we are back. Comics Corners brought to you by T&D Productions. We're, eventually, we're going to get all the fucking little yeah. the intro down properly. It's kind of nice having all these monikers. It like yeah, keeps things people mysterious. Are, people are like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it's just, is it a million companies? Um, but yeah. What's been new with you? I know you've been reading some stuff, I've watching just been, some stuff. Yeah, I've been reading a lot. Uh, biggest things I've been reading, I'm still reading my Sandman right now, getting caught up on that. Okay, where are you at in Sandman? Uh, so it is... What's uh, that Sandy motherfucker doing? It's a series called... Or the, this part of the series is called Season of the Mist. Okay. Um, and basically, Lucifer has given up hell and Classic. has given it to Dream. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. To Morpheus, and he doesn't want it, so he's actually having all these other like mystical entities like bid for it, more or less. And he throws this grand dinner, and it's like, uh, what's cool is they have like Thor I and do. Loki and Odin, um, the uh, Azrael, Azrael, the you know the demon, and a uh, couple like like Anubis, all these. Uh, there's like a Japanese mythological god that's involved too. They kind of hit all the fucking all the areas. Yeah, it's really cool, and they're all you know bidding for hell and and then and also in the series is a lot of the little like vignette stuff going yeah. on which is kind of becoming my favorite part of sandman is just the little one-off stories that they do i think it the one-off stories to me almost remind me of the way a week by week kind of show will go like a buffy the vampire slayer for yeah. example where people a lot of times the best episodes are the one-offs they're not these ones that overarchingly connect the big bad and all the fucking deeper storylines sometimes i'm like oh cool christmas episode yeah you know what i mean just something that's random that you can pop into you don't have to you, you're using less of your brain for the thinking power and you get to use it more imagination style that's maybe. well put yeah and i just that's just what i've been enjoying as far as those storylines the main storyline is great and it's, yeah. and it's entertaining but i like the little one-off shoots the um i do remember that scene though where they're having the dinner yeah and that is a fucking Pretty badass. If if you're interested, I'd say look that shit up because it's a cool everyone who wants hell. So it's not like any good guys. Are, there's no one nice yeah. there. It's all just real pieces of shit who are like, oh, a whole dimension of burning souls. Well, how, sign me up. <laughs> how much? I've been looking on Zillow for weeks. Yeah, they're they're definitely making some interesting offers, too. Uh, so, yeah, that's what's going on with that. Also have been reading this uh, Strange Adventures. From Tom King, uh, focuses on Adam Strange. It's fantastic. I highly recommend it. We'll get into this more in a moment, but I'd, we should talk about some stuff going on within like the cinematic type. Yeah, uh, dude. There's been dealios. some. There's been a lot of cinematic stuff going on. We have been getting some trailers for Quantumanium. Yeah. I don't know if we had talked about the first trailer, but we got the second trailer for it. I think it's going to be fucking amazing. Yeah, it looks really cool visually and um, don't know a ton about the story, but I just think being in this new, you know, quantum realm, this new scene, this new uh, uh, setting is going to be yeah. really big for just the MCU and something new and exciting. I'm glad that they're doing it to take uh, 
Ant-Man, Scott Lang out of the regular everyday world. Yeah. Because I feel like the regular everyday world was getting... Paul Rudd's obviously super fucking funny. Yeah. You know, great guy. But sometimes he's too friendly with people. And you're getting a lot of that. And if it was three movies of that, of like him meeting people and kind of being this like charming, kind of funny guy... It's like, all right, more of the same. Yeah, I think shit's going to get real. He's going to encounter, you know, obviously Kang and some other kind of more brooding individuals that I was going to say, dealing with. I think um, so. I guess maybe light spoilers, but this seems to be fairly common uh, knowledge amongst other Internet nerds like myself, but possibly getting a couple variations of Kang. Yeah, th- and that makes sense. And I think, again, that would make sense. That but if maybe, you've seen Loki, you kind of already know that. Yeah, it's to have multiple of someone. Loki's kind of fucking been doing that shit forever. Yeah. And also, I think having Scott Lang work with the Kang to get rid of another Kang. And obviously, they might eat fucking Anubis or, you know, whatever other Kang names there are out there. They might use that, but at the end of the day, it's going to be Kang on Kang violence. Oh, yeah, he did have like a different name, or like when he was the Egyptian god. He or was whatever, Raman yeah. Tut. Ra- he's yeah, been Raman Anubis. He's, he has all these. He's Kid Iron or Iron Lad and Young Avengers as a time traveler. Okay. He's, he has all these fucking different names that you look at and you're like, I almost feel like some of them are retroactively done, but I might be wrong. Um, but I'm excited to see him kind of befriend a Kang, and then that, obviously, the other Kang, in my opinion, stabbing him in the Yeah, back. that's a classic comic book trope, is teaming up with the bad guy. You know, I love, like, I think there's been times where Fantastic Four or whoever, you know, in the Marvel Universe has to team up with, like, Doctor Doom. Yeah. And, like, you know, sometimes along the way there might be a double Magneto. cross. Yeah, Magneto. Yeah, that's classic. There's a couple, yeah. cla- I feel like, Doom, Magneto. You get some characters that And it's always... like, oh, they might double cross, they might not, and it kind of keeps it interesting. Yeah. We did get a first look at Modoc in the second trailer, I believe, of oh, Ant-Man. I, I missed that. It is a blink and you miss it. Yeah. But is Pat Oswald still going to do the voice or what? No, I believe we have the dude who played Yellow Jacket okay. from Iron Man 1 coming back. Or not Iron Man 1. Ant-Man 1. Ant-Man 1. Yeah. Um, I believe is coming back. That guy's scary, dude. He, he's got a real sicko vibe. You know, like he's maybe he's not just shooting you. He's like a keep you kind of guy and then kill you. (laughs) But a thing that I saw people pointing out was Modoc very, very known for his little little bitty arms and little bitty legs and then his big old face. Yep. And when you watch um, Darren Cross, a.k.a. Yellow Jacket from that first Ant-Man movie, get zapped into the quantum what we now know would be the quantum realm by shrinking too small the first things that all start to shrink on this dude's body his fucking arms and his legs oh, someone watched a youtube so video i i've been on the youtubes dude but they're thinking that that might be a reason he's so misfigured we still haven't seen his real face so yellow jacket becomes modok is that's that just what kind of they're taking that's that story what i think on? the take's gonna be interesting which honestly yellow jacket didn't need him to ever come back. No. If he comes, I'd rather him come back as Modoc than even come back as Yellow. Yeah, Jacket. well, that makes sense that he's still because it's like at first glance, if you watch the movie, it's like, oh, they just vaporized him, he's dead. But yeah, it makes sense that he's in the realm. Uh, what about Bill Murray's character? Do you know anything about that? That I do not. Um, I think Bill Murray is going to, if I had to guess, 
be kind of a not royal but leader figure of a kind of pack of miscreants okay. among the quantum realm. Gotcha. Um, yeah, almost like a... I picture him as like a Jeff Goldblum type character. Yeah, kind of similar to that. I don't think he's going to... They're going to give him a ton of screen time because it's... Me neither. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. They gave him his own poster, though. Yeah, I think it's the same way with um, Jeff Goldblum. I think they're going to make... He's going to be a standout character. It's fucking Bill Murray. It's yeah. Ghostbusting motherfucking Bill Murray. I mean, it's pretty exciting. I fucking love yeah. me some Bill Murray. <laughs> and I hope he gets used the right amount that it's not him taking over the movie, but he does play an important role. Mm-hmm. Again, collector stuff. It's just cool that he you know, is was interested in being involved. So I think that's cool. Um, we also have... Did you ever watch The Good Place? Mm, no, I never watched that. So in The Good Place, there is a character named Cheedy. Um... I forget what the actor's actual name is, uh, but he is maybe like mid-30s, late-30s black guy, but he was cast and Good Place, huge show, won a bunch of awards. This dude, his acting in it, fucking top-notch. And so everyone's like, dude, who's this guy going to play? Because once you get a name on there, obviously it's going to be, it's not just fucking uh, Hawk Person 4. Yeah. You know, it's a real character. Um, and in the script or in the images they released from Marvel, his name's going to be Quaze, which there is a character named Quasar. I know Quasar, yeah. So, excuse me, I've been drinking Delos. Um, people are thinking that he might be Quasar, or again, it could just be another person, but I think it'd be cool to get, I don't know a lot about Quasar. Yeah, I he's kind of in that realm of uh, he he's very strong. I know that he's yeah. like a very kind of top, top cosmic two. character. Yeah, he's very cosmic okay. type character. I feel like he's kind of the sort of like an Adam Warlock, just not quite as powerful, but in that same uh, vein. For speaking sure. of some other news, we got our first images. Was that actual image? I couldn't that tell if that was a fan. Absolute, image or not. absolute real image released by Marvel. Pretty spot on. Looks pretty good. My only question though, one of the big Adam Warlock cruxes is Infinity Stones, the Soul Stone. He, I'm pretty sure in the comics that he's got a little, he's got one on the old forehead that he rocks. And it's like, what's his, what's he doing now? Because there was a stone on his forehead. I did see that, yeah. But it's obviously not an Infinity Stone. No. I'm wondering what, what's his bigger overarching story to Marvel now that those stones which in the past have always been his big comic thing. That, like, that has been kind of his thing, yeah. He yeah. was the protector of the stones. Or the, they were it, gems at that point. Yeah. Anytime those stones come, Adam Warlock's like right there. That dude's got the rocks. Like he's, that's his thing. So obviously it's going to be a revenge thing towards Guardians. Yeah. But. And that comes out this year, right? I believe that's coming out this year. We get uh, the Guardians going to see how Rocket Raccoon was made. We're visiting the High Evolutionary. Uh, the and person the, who and these made, are all great comic book callbacks, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, James Gunn always doing. That's why I picked Guardians of the Galaxy to not have to sit there and go by any guidelines or any. Oh, these are the big villains. No one gave a fuck what Guardians villains they used because no, no one knew any Guardians villains other than maybe your big intergalactic monsters, a la Thanos, you know, Galactus, whatever. But other than that. No one cared who the high evolutionary was. Exactly. Um, so that's what exciting. 
What else you been is in the news, dude? What do we, we got? to talk Jeremy Renner, man. It's pretty messed up. Uh, he oh, might no. lose his leg. Oh, no. He's, uh, it's, I, ho- I hope I'm a speedy recovery, man. It's really terrible what happened. It's the only, the one character we needed to stay healthy. The one person left in this whole Marvel MCU, dude. He's going to get himself hurt. Yeah, that's right. He is, as far as like people that are alive and you know in yeah, the running. Yeah, uh, he's like kind of down. Last Avengers, dude. Yeah, uh, I think he's gonna be. From what I've been seeing, he's making good recovery. Um, I just read an article before we started that he's on the path of recovery and stuff. So I think he'll be in there. It's just a crazy, crazy situation. Did you see the vehicle that fucking? Got him? Yeah, it's like a snowcat type thing. Yeah, yeah it's like a, like a mountain groomer. Yeah, basically. that thing yeah. is fucking huge. It's no joke. It's basically a tank that ran over him. Yeah. Yeah. And it, hey, that's why he's an Avenger. Uh, regular man? Yeah. Now, I here. heard, you know, and these things can get convoluted, but I heard he basically was trying to gain control of the vehicle so it wouldn't like run into like someone else, you know, hit another. Oh, car. so he selfless act. More or less, but like, yeah, he obviously just didn't want anyone to get hurt. And yeah. he hurt himself in the process. And it's very unfortunate. Yeah, it it just shows my dude's out here doing heroic work with or without that bow and arrow. Yeah. Because I rewatch, I just rewatched Hawkeye. The show? Yeah, it's a Christmas show, man. You got to fucking That's pop true. that bad boy on. It was good. I didn't watch the ho- the Guardians holiday thing. Did you watch it? It is absolutely okay. Yeah. It is not... I didn't have high hopes to begin with, but I just wanted to kind of watch it and see what you're was happening. You're getting... It's Drax and Mantis. Okay. Whole thing. Um, you get very minimal Chris Pratt as Star-Lord, no Gamora. Sorry, spoilers, if you haven't seen the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Spoilers. In Jan- mid-January. Um, but no, it's it's a lot of singing. It does kind of re- remind me of a, f- like, Rudolph when you're, like, a little kid, like the claymation or whatever the weird puppet things yeah, were. Yeah, that is the uh, Rankin and Bass Yeah, uh, like, <laughs> It reminded me of yeah. something that way where it's pretty short. You watch it, and almost by the time you're like, I don't think I like this, you just go, nah, it's almost over. Yeah, I know. It's like 45 minutes, so I, I, next Christmas. I, there, that's what I'm saying. You don't need to go rewatch it. The songs are fine. I know they got a couple... Real musicians in there. I forget what the band name was, but yeah. they do some like funny-ish Christmas songs. You know, it's funny for myself being a musician. As, you know, as much as I love music, I'm not big on like musicals. You know? I I agree. It's a, and it's I don't know. It's nothing pretty. But sometimes they're done well, but a song. Well, these weren't necessarily as musical numbers, where they're just more like Christmassy songs. Yeah, and I think they maybe open up it. Open up with one and do one at the end. Oh, that's fine. Uh, but like, you got something like I used to be a huge Bob's Burgers fan, and then every episode turned into like a fucking musical. Yes. And the movie was the same way. I couldn't even get through the first like twenty minutes. Really, you were. That's interesting. And it'd be one thing if the songs were like funny and catchy, but first of all, they all sound the fucking same. Uh, completely agree. They just sound the same. It's like the baby, the rapper. Every song, <laughs> you're like, I know this is different, it's but exactly it's the like, same. It's exactly like the baby. <laughs> it just. I was just thinking about it, but it kind of is. No matter what, you're just like you're almost just saying these over music. Yeah. So yeah, it's like well, these these ideas you had could have just been written into jokes instead of a song, but whatever. It it almost feels like. It's easier to write a song yeah. once you have that formula than it would be to write the actual joke. Also, it's funny is uh, 
don't know if you heard about this on Bob's Burgers. Apparently, the guy that does the voice of Jimmy Pesto yeah. got booted off the show because they found out that he was at the January 6th insurrection. Oh, hell yeah. Dude. But like out of all the characters Jimmy on that Pesto show, takes... it was like the, the least surprising, I guess. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. I feel like if Jimmy Pesto was a real person. But instead of replacing the voice actor, apparently they just wrote him off the show or something. They just killed him. They <laughs> I can't believe he died storming the Capitol. <laughs> I was talking about this, and this is a little comic book cartoonish. Um, I was just watching or attempting to watch new show on HBO, Velma. Oh, God. <laughs> First off, had no idea what I was getting into. <laughs> I read nothing about it. I thought, all right, Scooby-Doo show based around Velma. Great. Mindy Kaling, usually doing well done stuff. Oh, yeah, she did the voice. Okay. And you pop it in just trying so hard to be an adult cartoon. Okay. There's literally like a make-out shower scene in the first like two minutes. Okay. Very odd. Velma? Uh, <laughs> Daphne and some other girl. Like they're in like a – here's a weird thing. In a high school shower, I believe is the oh. setting. <laughs> it's very fucking, and it, I get it. It's making fun of like high school movie tropes. Okay, it, but it's trying to be so meta. Which one, Porky's? Like what that's you- what I'm saying. <laughs> it seems really dated, as if it reminds me of not another teen movie. Is it rated like TV 14 or something? It's TVMA. They're oh, dra- I didn't they're know saying that. fuck. They're doing everything. They're talking so about was it at least funny? Like no. Oh, geez. but that's my point. Is I think we've super jumped the shark we fucking du- travis pastrana double backflipped the, the shark. fucking shark <laughs> at this point on adult cartoons i think there are just way too many i think i love yeah i love a dirty joke and a shock value yeah. thing as much as the next guy but yeah there is it does hit this plateau where it just seems lazy at it, a certain point 100 percent. all these characters in i get it simpson started it and you have Simpsons and fucking South Park. Family Simpsons, Guy, yeah. Yeah, and Family Guy. Simpsons sucks now. Family Guy fell off forever ago. I don't really even watch South Park anymore. I'm sure it's still good because inherently of the way they make it, it's always going to be topical, and it hasn't... It's still short seasons. It's still South Park, South Park. Yeah. But now you have a million of them. There's like The Great North, Koala Man, Bob's Burg. At Central Park, there's a uh, feels like hundreds of these shows coming out yeah. day in and day out, and I'm like, who's watching all of these? Most of these aren't that good. Yeah, and I mean, there's just there's just too much TV shows in general. I mean, it, I agree, but, but it's like, yeah. fuck. At this point, can we just get can I get a cop procedural? Mm-hmm. I want to watch something that at least I'm like. All right, cool. It's like Castle. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of like true crime docs and stuff. But you mentioned Koala Man. That's a good segue. Unfortunately, I heard. A, uh, did you hear about Justin Roiland? No, what happened? So you know he he's the co-creator of Rick and Morty, and he yep. just came out with this Koala Man series. And Solar Opposites actually pretty funny. I don't know if you ever watched I, that one. Another one, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, apparently, he's in some sexual misconduct case. Unfortunately, yikes. Yeah, and yikes. like season seven of Rick and Morty's on hold at the moment. It's I don't know what happened, you know, but it's just it's unfortunate. I, it sucks when. People that you respect and really love the the content that they create end up doing something nefarious, yeah. allegedly. I mean, so, see how that shakes out. Yeah. It's not. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know a ton about him other than he made Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty people seem like they might do that stuff. Yeah. It, and not everyone who watches Rick and Morty. More again, pajama pants, vape pen, 
all Rick and Morty, you're trash. Yeah. And you probably do some weird shit. And <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, well, weird shit. Like, so Justin Roiland used to make these very, very strange animated shorts online. Okay. Like pre Rick and Morty and kind of like where the idea from Rick and Morty came from was like original little animated sketch they did on their website. And <laughs> like there's some weird shit on there, man. Yeah. It's like the jelly bean, Mr. Jellybean character from Rick and Morty is actually based off this old, very, old- very messed up animated short that they did where he's like holding these two kids hostage in his house. And yeah. Like, that- it's so bizarre to come up with that. Some of that shit, dude, you gotta be, yeah. You got to be a little like one flew over the coop. I mean, perfect example, uh, John Chris Felusi, who inve- uh, developed uh, Red and Stimpy. I yeah. mean, he was a fucking weirdo and ended up like grooming like 17 year olds and of shit. Of course. I mean, who, who loved animation and loved his work. And, you know, it's so weird that that's what got like the thing that definitely got you made fun of in high school has now in 30 years later got in you high school girls right it's like these and again i think all these dudes probably not all these dudes i should say that but anyone who's creative in a deeply creative person like that who can come up with shows that are a no matter if you like them or not ren and stimpy hugely changing show it probably one of the early starts to adult like cartoons yeah and them being on more regularly progressing that and rick and morty obviously is a giant every fucking person on the planet yeah it was just everything was so exaggerated on ren and stimpy it had a huge following with college kids yeah but you know so did spongebob and like spongebob was good because they didn't have to go push the envelope quite as far as like a ren and stimpy it wasn't so on the nose yeah there was a lot of like little tongue-in-cheek For humor sure. But was still just came off genuine and it was funny. SpongeBob seems more genuine is the best way to put it. It's not trying to push the envelope for the sake of pushing yeah, it, or just like look gross, like just draw yeah. gross things. It's, it's still allowing the little layup jokes or the like little innuendos that a kid's never gonna get. It's not important enough. It's a background enough line that a kid's not repeating it either. Yeah. So the only people who get it are older people who. Grew up liking the show once, then started watching it again and yeah. started getting all these secondary jokes. And they're like, this shit's fucking amazing. This, is, And that's why SpongeBob will fucking be around forever. I didn't even, I never even watched SpongeBob. No. I don't really get when it came out that I wasn't a child to watch SpongeBob. Yeah, I was, it came out in 99. I was like eight years old. I fucking loved that yeah, show. And I it just, dropped. for some reason, it never like resonated with me. I've seen a bunch of SpongeBob. I don't yeah. hate it, but. The same way that I see people like posting about it and quoting lines from it and shit like that, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Well, because because it was on for so long too, you know, you got kids like in their like mid twenties that are still super hip to it because like they were watching it when they were kids. Well, you know, like, and it's uh, also they were so smart in some of the way they did scenes that it made memes before memes even existed. Yeah, where it has those weird cutaway ones cutaway shots where it's very detailed or there's a real life creature or person the one that always sticks out is like the squidward eating the fucking krabby patty and his like mouth extends and looks like this gross like <laughs> horse mouth type thing yeah. and it eats like just the littlest bit off yeah. the burger like that kind of style is perfect for screen grabbing that editing it and just now it's a meme and it has that show is filled with that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not just 
cutting out a random thing. It's like, oh, these almost seem tailor-made. Yeah. It's a stuffed squirrel in cowboy boots and a hat. Yeah. The, the the like the 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 more like realistic type yeah individual shots of stuff is like been one of my favorite things that uh, these shows do like Ren and Stimpy or SpongeBob or even like like Flapjack and like JG Quintel type stuff like yeah it's very like jarring you don't see it coming and then it's like all this it's like a very like close up realistic almost like Alex Ross painted yeah. picture of like a scabby knee or something you know like, it's awesome that's such. <laughs> It cha- it switches things up enough too that again, if you're an adult, you really enjoy that. A kid kind of brushes it away, I think. Yeah, but or even at the time, you're like, I know that's funny, I just don't know why. Yeah, you don't get I it. I haven't started smoking pot yet, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm not high yet, so <laughs> I really don't get it. So uh, another big thing would be Henry Cavill, man. Uh, we oh. haven't done this in a while. This happened several weeks ago, but Henry Cavill is now a civilian. He's uh, a not, save, dude. Not not a not Superman, and it's just so bizarre because he like left The Witcher to do this project. I mean, you might know a little bit more than I do. I just think it's kind of crazy. So I think everyone got swept up in fucking The Rock's just energy. And The Rock was just talking as if he's going to start running DC. (laughs) And that's obviously not what happened. They got James Gunn. um, They got someone else who is... Big time producer, I believe, but he's kind of more the money man background guy. Um, yeah, I've seen his name pop up in articles. I yeah. can't remember. And who. I, I know I've heard the name, but regardless, um, before them, they were dropping uh, Black Adam and The Rock. Spoiler: This means nothing to the movie. It won't change anything. But Henry Cavill does reappear as Superman at the very end of the movie. Horrible movie. So it's again, this ruins nothing. If you want to go see it, but the rock is fucking walking around big dick guy. Cause you got Henry Cavill back. He got DC to bring him back. And I think they almost brought him back because they knew we're not going to use you ever again, man. I think he, everyone was saying, Oh, this is fucked up. He quit the Witcher for this, blah, blah, blah. I think he's been unhappy with Witcher for a little while. Really? Cause people love that show. People love the show, but the show does not adhere as much to, was it books or a game or it's a video game? And I believe it's books too, actually. Yeah. So whatever it started as, Henry Cavill's a f- big time fucking fan of that shit. Oh, okay. And read all of it, played all of it, did all that. And now the show, which shows always do, has v- it started? Oh, we're gonna make a couple little changes. Those couple little changes snowball. Now it's almost nothing like what the doesn't books resemble, might have been. Yeah. It doesn't resemble it other than a name and a couple characters. So I think he was just like, hey, my time's come and gone on this. And don't you don't you worry your little your little head because my man, rumor has it, is enrolling in the Space Marines and gonna be doing a Warhammer movie. Okay. I have only know Warhammer in the most loosest term. I think it's a board game. I don't know. I, I, the name sounds familiar. I don't know what that is. I, it's some kind of weird. It's almost. I think I know it's about space marines, aliens. He's going on to do some other. I mean, if, very. If we're using niche nerd, if we're doing space marines and we're not talking starship troopers, then or I don't alien. Know, I, yeah, I don't even want to hear it. No, I agree. It's he's gonna stay in the doing roles. I think. Uh, Marvel's going to probably try and pick him up for something at some sure. point. 
I don't know why you wouldn't. The dude's fucking built like a brick shit house. And he just yeah, he has that look. He, he has, the has look. that vibe has the of look. being. And I think it'd be cool if Marvel picked him up. Everyone's saying like Hyperion or Century are two big ones, and I think that's just because of his body type. Yeah, but I feel like it'd be cool to get him as someone different. Captain Britain's also another one that people have been talking about for him, which I feel like is, I mean, the easiest shoe-in thing. Uh, as long as they don't fucking shoehorn into him some weird, you know, obscure role that no one cares about. Yeah, I want I'm him, fine with it. You know. I'd almost like to see him as a, a villain other than like a Hyperion or uh, the Void. That is probably the direction they're going to go as far as like a villain, just to kind of change yeah. the light well, that he's then been you're, in. Then you're not paying that much, because I bet... He's he needs paychecks. <laughs> Not saying he's doesn't earn them, but that dude's done a shit ton of good movies, good projects. Yeah, that I'm sure is like whatever he charges now is not necessarily what Marvel wants to give the guy who's coming into everything. They already got rid of Chris Evans, RDJ. Like we're trying to get the the paychecks low. Sure. I want a low paycheck. Why not? You know. Uh, so, yeah, I wish the best for him. Do you um, got any other? Uh, oh, something that's finally making its way to theaters. Speeding to an AMC near you. What, The Flash? The Flash. Yeah, okay, yeah. We, we need to talk about this. What the fuck is Warner Brothers thinking? Ezra Miller is off his fucking rocker. Yeah, I mean, he just pled. I think he pled guilty to like a bunch of the shit. Why do they care about him this much? I just don't understand. I, I think they've. He's Some, not even that good. I think they've... Oh, no, he's not. He's not good. He's not a good Flash. We've been talking about this. This <laughs> is the longest running gag we've had on this show ever, where we've just continuously been talking about this movie that, at this point, had to have been made five, three years ago. Yeah, and it's like, the dude just keeps raising the bar, like, hey, he, he kidnapped some underage girl, or he's, he's with some underage girl. Well, now, apparently, she's with against her, his, her will. And now, apparently, he has some weird... Uh, commune that he's in. Oh like, yeah, he's the bar fucking, just keeps getting raised higher and higher. He's breaking into people's houses. He's assaulting people. This yeah. dude's fucking nuts. He's doing a bunch of weirdo shit that no. And also, and he's like, guys, it's cool. I'm gender fluid. Yeah, like, he's like, it's fine. Like you have, they call me they. Yeah, like is that why he gets a pass? I don't know. Like it's fucking bizarre though, because like this guy sucks. He sucks. They this sucks. movie <laughs> is gonna suck, and. It's not worth it. I think the studio legitimately has just been like, just put put this motherfucker out. We're finished. So this, this is a standalone Flash movie that's basically finished. It is finished. It has it has Michael Keaton in it. When when the hell did they make this movie? It got like made like three COVID? years ago. <laughs> yeah, made a while ago, and they've just been sitting on it because they were like, uh, I think COVID happened, and I think COVID delayed it, and then COVID was over, and Ezra Miller was like. I hate to tell you guys, but I'm about to go kidnap kids. <laughs> I'm about to go to Hawaii so and is, fucking terror. They're going to have to send The Rock to get me. Is Ke Michael Keaton, now he's supposed to be, it's almost like a Flashpoint Paradox type thing where it's, it's like a, I a think glimpse it's a, back into the past of Batman kind of deal? I think it's a Flashpoint Paradox thing, but we're going to have current Michael Keaton as like old Batman. Yeah. We're going to have a couple. Here's the other problem is they have other versions of Ezra Miller in this movie. 
What do you there's mean? There's multiple Ezra Millers. Oh, like they because just there's multiple. Shit? No, there's multiple Barry Allen. Well, yeah, but do they use a different actor or they just use same him? actor. Okay, so but just, yeah. it's like long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Short hair. They don't do a very do good. Do we job. get any like Wally West or any of these guys? I or, don't uh, think a so. Flash Garrett, maybe. I don't know. Um, I've only heard like a real. Or, I mean, uh, Jay Garrick. Jay Garrick. Um, but I don't know who. Who's all in it, honestly? What if it comes out and it's actually like really good? <laughs> it would be crazy, but I don't think it's going to be any better it, it than... It makes like Avengers-type money, you know? <laughs> it just... It's not going to be any better than the fucking Flash season one TV show. Like, okay. if you really wanted to consume Flash, yeah, then that would be what I'd good, say to do. That's a good start, yeah. It's, sure, it's a little campy. It's a fucking superhero TV show on the CW. Yeah. I do have, like that guy that plays Reverse Flash. He's like intense, Yeah. Dude. Um. Oh, fuck. I forget his name, but he was on Ed TV, I think was the I've, show. I've never watched that. Um, but no. <laughs> Wasn't the, that a movie, too? Oh, maybe. Or both. Yeah, that was. I think it was both. I don't uh, know. Who fucking knows? Dude, a lot of shows. We, we already complained too about much, too, too much, much shows. <laughs> Cancel half of them. Just the ones I don't watch. Um, I did start watching, though... I rewatched a couple things over our little break. Runaways, that was originally a Hulu show. Yeah. Uh, now on Disney Plus, I think it's got three seasons. Yeah. Pretty fucking good. I remember man. seeing that. I'm like, this show has three seasons. I've never even heard of it. It is not bad. Okay. It hits. It's a little teen drama y. Um, basically the story. These kids fi- figure out that they're, all their parents play different roles in kind of a secret society, like evil secret society thing, and they're fucking run away from them. There's fucking dinosaur in it. There's some super, light superpowers. Um, but yeah, I read the comic when that came out, and the comic was really good. Oh, well, that's a, co- a modern comic kind of? Fairly modern. I'd say probably yeah. early 2000s. Cool. Um, but yeah, you... Now one of the characters though who started in Runaways, Nico, is kind of I would say the few and far between of any characters from that run because it was fairly self-contained when it came out. Um, you didn't have mega super villains. There, no, no one's parents were you know Doom and Magneto. It was just kind of people you never heard of. And um, but this character Nico has broken into regular Marvel lore i guess you would say where she's in that new midnight suns game which focuses around the more magical dark demonic you know side of marvel um but she's a main character in that so it's cool to see these one off not one offs but further away characters get pulled away from the fray and into like main circle sure that i think you might we might even see her in some mcu coming up with Agatha Coven of Chaos coming out, um, more Doctor Strange stuff. You get some magic people in there. If people are watching this Runaway show and it gets popular, and yeah, there's no reason they can't incorporate all that. I'm definitely suggesting it. If you haven't seen it, at least season one hits really hard, and it's got the one bad guy from Charmed in it. I'm, I, you I would, don't know. I don't. <laughs> he's one of those guys who always just plays a bad Dude, guy. Like charmed, fucking uh, supernatural. I I can never get into any of that. Never bullshit. a supernatural guy. Yeah. Charmed. I think I was just like twelve, and it was, or maybe eleven, 
that matters. I'm basically like it was three Doctor hot ladies. Strange and Harry Potter are cool. All that other shit is whack. Yeah, dumb. <laughs> dumb. You guys are gay. I mean, there was like 15 seasons of Supernatural. I'll never forget when I saw a commercial for like coming to Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, Supernatural season 15. I go, I've never even heard of this show. Oh, that show ran for so long. And we're going to get, if anyone who watched like Supernatural hears this, I mean, probably doxing us, just <laughs> hacking everything. But they, I just never got it. I, I tried to watch They're it. like Monster Hunters, basically, yeah, right? I watched yeah. like a season or two of it. And I was like, this is totally fine. But. I would never be like, man, we yeah. got to get in on season 15. It was basically like Buffy, but with two brothers. Yes. And they, they, it was other monsters, not just vampires. I'm sure there were some vampires in the mix, though. Oh, there were definitely vampires. And Buffy's half not even vampires. It's all, they're getting a bunch of weird demons and shit. I think shows that run that long, wh- what are you doing? Cut. You. That's like, I just don't get it. Why are we... It's such a money grab. It's such a selfish thing that no fans aren't even really liking this anymore. They're just watching because they're like, I've loved the show. Oh, yeah. How many times have you got invested in a show and you just keep watching even though it's just gotten so bad? Oh. But it does reach a point. Like for The me, Flash. The Flash. <laughs> I mean, it, for me, it was Walking Dead. Oh, I, I yeah, watched, yeah. I watched the first three seasons religiously, and then fourth season, I got about halfway through, and I was just like, man, this is just getting bad. It, and then it was on for another eight years or something after it, that. It makes no sense. It it does and doesn't, but yeah, there's shows you know where it is, dude. It's, 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 it, it, I mean, it's part of the economy. It's part of the ecosystem of like, you know, Hollywood and like, you know, all these people need jobs. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's hard to with dramas. I feel like a comedy, you can kind of get away with it more because you're relying on jokes. It's a, or any sitcom can just keep exa- going. A sitcom works too. But even at the end, I mean, last season of friends, you're just like, what's ha- Why do you all look like models? Yeah. What's going on? I, you know, and it's we talk about the Simpsons like it's going to end at some point, but like we just literally don't know when because I think they just still like doing it. It's just such so part of the zeitgeist that they just like they don't know how to stop. I wonder what their viewership. But let's just say they hypothetically did like a series finale. I mean, dude, it might the the amount of people that watch it might yeah. be insane. Even though people don't really watch the Simpsons anymore, and that's the thing that would be the ultimate cash in. Yeah, on like dude, like the, the when Mash ended. Yeah, from like the seventies, yeah. there was like four times as many people that watched like the Super Bowl that turned in, tuned in, tuned this. in to watch Mash. Crazy, because Mash was a movie first and then became the show. I believe so. And it's like so many people love that shit. Yeah, it's. I never watched Mash. It's not bad. I, I, I watch it with my mom well, sometimes. They, they're in the Vietnam. House. Yes, or Korean War. No, it's Vietnam. Was it Vietnam? Yeah, and they're helping guys with legs blown off and shit. They are doctors, or they, they're they're part of like the the medical team. But usually they're just dicking around. <laughs> they're like, dude, we're kind of showing the fun side of Nam. Yeah. We're kind of showing the goofs that we got to play. But but it does, there is like certain social, like, you know, yeah. things that they talk about. And um, yeah, it's a good show. Um, so I watched Runaways. I also caught up on a little bit of Doom Patrol. Uh, oh, nice. They're on like the fourth season. They right? are on their fourth season. I feel like this is. Do you remember when DC started? I think it was called DC All Access. Uh, yes, I do. Yes, and so that the, was tied into like you could get digital comics on there too. Yeah, as well as the and shows. they had some shows. And Teen, T- I remember Titans and Doom Patrol were two of those shows. They had this whole lineup. Those were the only two that ran. 
And it's insane that those two shows are still existing yeah. in their own self-contained universes. Yeah, I like the, I like the whole Doom Patrol vibe. We've talked about it on the show before. Yeah. Where like back in the day, it was kind of like it was it was like a precursor to X Men. Yeah, and uh, some really cool characters and stories, and the artwork was fantastic. And now it's kind of transitioned into even in comics, it's a little more humor based. Yeah, but it's it's still serious. It almost has this like indie comedy vibe. Yeah, um, and I know I know Grant Morrison did a little run yeah. on it. I, I want to check that out. I've heard good things, and then maybe at that point I'll watch the show because I have I, I am interested in the show. The show's good. The show has. How far along are you on that? Um, I just started the newest season and watched a couple episodes of that. What about the old seasons? The old season, I think I've you watched them back in the day. I yeah, I think I've seen at least one and two. I might have missed three, um, but they have. I mean, fucking Brendan Fraser does a voice on yeah. it. Uh, the dude from the USA show White Collar. I forget. He's in a bunch of other shit. Um, but that guy does a voice in it. You have some good, good at One of the James Bonds played the main guy. Uh, Timothy Dalton? Timothy Dalton. I yeah, think I think I heard he was on that. Yeah. Um, but no, it sticks with it's got some good humor. It's got a lot of heart. It is. When you watch it, it feels like an indie show. If that makes sense, sure. like it just has this kind of lower budget, but you accept the lower budget because of what it is and how well everything else is done. Um, but yeah, it was, I would say tune in, dude. It's fucking HBO. Um, I think the Titan show isn't bad either. Yeah. I think it's a little cheesier. It feels a little bit YouTube fan film. Just because that's the one with Nightwing, right? It's got Nightwing. You get to see Bruce Wayne, but not really Batman. Dude, that kid that plays Nightwing, though, that Dick Grayson, he nails it. I oh, mean, he, he is he's dead a kid on. That's great casting right there. It's, and it's hard because now, and now I'm like, don't even bring Nightwing or Robin into Batman movies. No, we're getting. We have officially been confirmed, I believe, of Batman Two though. With Rob yeah, Pat. Oh, what Matt Reeves? With yeah. Matt Reeves. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dude, honestly, I I liked it. It was a good flick. It, you know, it was it, the only thing was it was too long. It kind of ran out of steam, but it was a good flick. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I know I've had like critiques of it, and there's it's an easy movie to if make fun you of. You want to sit there <laughs> and make fun of it's very easy. If you want to yeah, sit, in the I theme, would love to see like a riffs track yeah, on that. Yeah. If you want to sit there though and just be engulfed in a Batman movie, it's a great theater movie where you're not with sitting there talking at all. You're not going to be on your phone. You get engulfed. It has this great way of being filmed. It's kind of dark and gritty, but it's not overly. Um, and I think a lot of the people in the movie were fucking phenomenal. Great acting. And, you know, it's a great, what what Batman's all about is a great detective story. It's a great mystery story. Yeah. Uh, which is a good segue because I wanted to get back, circle back to this Strange Adventures book. And again, guys, check this out. It was really, really good. So that's from... DC Black Label. This is DC too. Black Label. Um, so, for those that don't know, Adam Strange is kind of like an old school character um, from like the 30s, yeah. 40s, or 40s. Well, and I was going to say, and he was like a spaceman. You know, he had a laser gun and a jetpack. Very. We were cool. talking about it before. He was very. Uh, what was the word we fucking used for him? Um, well, I'm not even gonna remember. I don't know, but, but he is. He's kind of like an kitschy kind of dude it has that old school flash gordon vibe yes yes very much um like a, you know sci-fi serial type and uh so this tom king that wrote strange adventures this you know from what i was told the guy at the comic book shop told me that tom king used to work for the cia he was some sort of analyst or something like that oh yeah and that just makes sense the whole 
uh, detective and, and crime solving vibe t- behind it and mystery behind it. Um, same reason why Tom King actually wrote a ton of Batman for a long time. We were yeah. talking about that. Um, and it's something to be said too. even like Denny O'Neill who wrote a lot of Batman back in the seventies, he was like a retired cop. So having oh, really? that real world experience kind of gives you a little bit more, uh, room to work with these mystery stories and this, these detective stories. So in this strange adventures, uh, again, those who don't know, Adam strange is the man of two worlds is what they call him. So he has this connection to the Zeta beams, you know about the Zeta beams yes. and they Con- teleport to, they, they randomly, yeah. And, and like they're drawn to him for some reason. They randomly zap him up randomly. And ran is like 25 billion miles away or 25 trillion right. miles away. Tank of gas. Yeah. They, well, they stay at a couple times in the book and, um, he ends up there in the middle of like this like civil war and helps them defeat these uh, this invasion. There's a couple different stories, but this particular one's about the Pike invasion. Okay. So by the time he makes it back to Earth, he writes this this book about how you know how he helped save the planet and that. But there's you know one guy shows up at the bookstore the one day, and be like, "You're a phony. You're fucking not who you say you are." And this whole thing spirals into basically Mister Terrific. Uh, third smartest man third in smartest the DC universe. In the DC universe, uh, kind of doing some reconnaissance work and some detective work to figure out who he is exactly and what the you know what's the story you know. And a lot of it has to do with his quote unquote dead daughter because that's there's people saying that she's actually still alive and this and that. So Damn. it's very good. Um, and there's a lot of flashbacks to like what was going on. It, it jumps back and forth a lot. I like when books do that. Yeah, because it kind of makes you feel like I'm watching a TV show. <laughs> no, for sure, and it, it breaks up stories too, especially detective ones where sometimes, it, especially when you're reading it, it can be a little stale. Yeah. It, just because you're building up so much that it's like, oh, I found another clue. Oh, yeah. now he's walking to find another clue. Yeah, and like there's, you know, it's, it, I think you got the DC Black Label because there's some darker themes in here. I was going to say, for and peop- that's just kind of why. For people who don't know, DC Black Label, uh, DC's rated M for mature sure. type of thing. Yeah, even uh, though they like bleed, they like... They like censor themselves with swear words. Yeah, they at least they can at least say they can put an F. They don't. S- oh, really? No, it's all just little like uh, at symbols and pound signs and stuff like that. But oh, they, they don't you know, even like, do. You know, Superman shows up and Batman shows up in the comic yeah. and stuff like that. And it's uh, there's you know, it's definitely like reminds you. Oh, this is in the DC universe. This is all happening. You know, I in think real DC time. has always done a really good job with um, pulling out more fringe characters or more unique one-off stories and blending in their more well-known or bigger characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it doesn't let Batman, I'm sure Batman and Superman don't steal the whole comic, you know, the whole book, but when they're in there for a minute, you're like, Oh, that's cool. They do fucking know. Yeah. And then like Mr. Terrific. So like what, what books has he shown up in? But they draw him really fucking cool in this. Oh, Mr. Terrific. He's got the T on his the face. The black T yeah. on his face, the red eyes. He's got the fucking T spheres. Yeah. His so little in, fucking orbs. In this book, they're the T sphere the T spheres are constantly asking him like trivia questions. Yeah. And he knows the answers to all of them. But it's like it's it's almost like to keep him sharp. He um, he learns the alien language from the pikes that, like, they claim can't be translated. He goes, "Oh no, I learned it on the spaceship on the way over here." Like, <laughs> I mean, dude, my man's so, a fucking G. Did he have his own title? Was he in other books? Um, I, didn't, I I'm not think he with has him. been in other books. I know he is JSA member, card carrying JSA member, AARP. Uh, he's been in a bunch of teams similar to that, um, but other than that, I don't. I'm sure he's had a book. But it probably got can't, he probably was in New Fifty Two with a oh, book yeah, or something. Yeah. But he just he doesn't have enough backstory 
to me to have a whole run. He doesn't have enough villain. He's very much man in the chair who doesn't have a chair. Yeah. If that makes sense. They also allude to in this that like he used to be like a boxer or something. Yeah, he has um a whole like he's been an Olympic boxer, yeah. he's been an Olympic sprinter. He's always there's always something about him when they're giving background that lets you know this guy can fucking do some action. He's, Jeopardy champion. Yeah, he's not just a fucking big brain, though. He does have, like, a physical prowess that makes him makes sense for him to be fighting fucking crime and being out there. But also, he's got the T-spheres, which I know have weapons. and They do. They, he's armed up, and he's got this... It's almost future tech-style shit. Yeah. Where it seems like he all this stuff is from Aliens. Um, yeah, it makes it, I really want to dive into his backstory and read some more stuff with him. So he gets into, I want to say, I think he jumps into Flash or Arrow um, for a couple seasons gotcha. as uh, their kind of big brain guy. And you see him developing the T-spheres and all this other shit. I'll tell, the thing that sucks is I wish... Arrow and Flash could be condensed down to show someone in like one hour just all the good shit that happens so they could miss the rest. But it's like those shows too, so dense. They're just finishing Flash. Oh, really? This is the it's last season. I did not know that. The last season of that. And it's crazy that that era of DC TV shows taken over for a minute lasted that long. I mean, they're in season eight. Yeah. Arrow came out a year or two before. They've been doing this shit. They had a decade of really just, they took over. And I think that's kind of, that's where DC's sweet spot was. That, that I would say as far as a uh, uh, success wise, yeah, yeah, for sure. But for my personal liking, and we'll, we'll end on this because we're coming up on time. Um, and I've told you this before, I, the DC animation stuff, I oh. think, has always been top tier, just for, from a fan aspect. But I think, obviously, the CW stuff was where they were making their money. Yeah, I think... Critical I think success. The, I think those animations, though, have to make money, because I fucking bought a couple of them. Yeah. Just because there's... Prior to HBO Max, there was nowhere to go watch them, unless you were downloading them. That's true, yeah. Um, but on HBO Max right now, I was telling you, watch that Green Lantern, Beware My Power. Yep. Really good, really good one. Fantastic. Just came out last year. And then the uh, there was these DC shorts that came out, but it was centered around the Constantine, Constantine right? storyline, uh, House of Horrors that's, or something. Yeah, it's a House of Horrors one. I believe he is... That's where he's trapped, in, I guess. It's like spoiler. purgatory. He's in like a purgatory where he's in this house and yeah. the same shit keeps happening. But then there's two other shorts after it. There's three. So what are the... Because I kind the of... The one that was really off. good that that I enjoyed was The Commandy, Last Boy on Earth. Okay. Which for a lot of... I don't know if anyone knows, that was a book that Jack Kirby worked on for DC. Kind of a Planet of the Apes ripoff. But okay. <laughs> it focused on like, instead of like uh, Charlton Heston, it was this young boy named Commandy. And uh, I think they took some liberties with the actual story of it. I'm not really too sure because I never read Commandy. Yeah. But, man, they they nailed this Jack Kirby-style uh, drawing and animation and just some cool characters. Who's this kid? And fight? Is it apes? So the apes capture him. Oh, so it is straight up kind of a planet of the apes. Yeah, but they put him through this test. They, they, there's actually a couple. There's like this anthropomorphic tiger man that's like his buddy okay and who uh, there's, that? there's another like ape who like thinks he's a top ape and these like weird little rat dudes that are, are actually <laughs> in the comic they're on like the cover of like issue two but uh it's it's cool that was really cool then they do the losers are you familiar with that yeah the there was the movie 
There was the movie. This this was a version where they. It's more like yeah, they're like a military outfit, but it's more like it's World War II era. Yeah. And it starts out there on a ship. It was actually very cinematic and very cool. And then the last one was the Blue Beetle. And oh, nice. They basically animate that as if it's like a campy, like 1966 Batman oh, type. Oh, but, no. But they make it funny. Like they're, they're, uh, okay. they're, they're poking fun at themselves. And what's cool is they feature a character named, I believe they call him The Question. Yes. No Face Detective. So, which is basically what Rorschach was based off of. Yeah. The. And, uh, and the question yeah. rips, dude. Yeah, and that was uh, that was Steve Ditko, right? Did he create yes. the question? No, that's no, because it's DC. I'm thinking of a, a different character. I don't know, but um, nonetheless, the cool question character. has. I want to say it's in. I love the show. It's just like I think this is what it is. No, no, it's. it's uh, yeah, I'm confusing with another Steve well, Ditko no, character. Because I'm about to you. say, I think it's in Justice League Unlimited. There is maybe two episodes that, like a part one, part two. That feature the question. Oh, cool! And they are really, really good. I think a question movie would be fucking fantastic, but super hard because don't hold your breath. (laughs) Guy with no face. Yeah. Um. But I bet the reason they put that Blue Beetle one in there is because for a really long time, DC has been trying to figure out how to get the Blue Beetle in somewhere. Well, yeah, they're, they're going to go with the more modern version of Blue Beetle. Where yeah, he has Robbie, like a, I believe it's not Robbie Reyes. Yeah. That's the new Ghost Rider. Yeah, I don't know his name, but he has like a Tony Stark type suit. But the old school Blue Beetle is basically a ripoff of the Green Hornet. Yes. Yeah, so, but what's funny in the little animated short is they keep making fun of that like, it's so obvious who his alter ego is, and he like literally just he's like, "Oh, well, I'm not so and so." I mean, is, I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, is this uh, the Ted Cord Blue Beetle? Or yes, it's the Ted Cord one, he's kind like, of the big glasses, yeah. the big bubble. Yeah, glasses. And he's like Ted Cord's like, "Oh, I don't know him. I no, I no, we're not the same person. Absolutely not." Like he didn't oh, just keep nice. like making fun of that. Like, yeah, that I can get down with the the new Blue Beetle. Yeah, like you said, has he's got like armor and shit, but it's an alien. Scarab. It reminds me very yes, the Scarab suit, and it reminds me very much of actually more so the um, Tom Holland uh, Iron Man Spider Man suit he has because yeah. it's even got little like extra legs and Ooh, stuff. Without like that. a doubt, it is definitely very much, and it almost has like like at least in the Injustice video games, like the fighting and stuff. He's got some like crazy like Mega Man type like hand cannon, which yeah, is I fucking think it, sweet. I'm sure that they probably added that for that game, but I'm sure they readapted it into comics after when they're like. Yeah. Oh, this is fucking yeah, sick. It's like nanotechnology. You can like form into like different shapes yeah, and he, weapons and stuff. If you've ever seen the a good animated show, Young Justice, um, on HBO Max is I think they're on like their fourth season or something, but the new Blue Beetle plays a big part in it. And especially the scarab that's on his back, that um in some episodes, or I think it's over a season, who whatever alien race is responsible for that scarab kind of tries to take over earth and kind of a good, good overarching blue beetle story. Boom. Um, but dude, thank you, Sean, for making it through today. Two episodes in a week, dude. I love the trend. We're back on it. We're back on it. We're back cooking. We got video now too. So thank you everyone for watching. Thank you everyone for listening. Um, things, we need you to do to help us keep doing this is go to Instagram.com backslash threads and dreads pod. Go follow that. Blow it up, dude. Tag a hundred friends, have them tag a hundred friends. If you do that, we're going to raffle off a single t-shirt. 
It's a great deal. All of them obviously have to follow, so we'll be getting in touch with people. Um, also, if you really do listen to the show and want to support us, go to patreon.com backslash threads and dreads. Donate some money. It's going to help us. I want to do more episodes, more shows, more fun shit with yeah. you. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music right now, you can watch the video on the Patreon. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to put this video on the Patreon, and you can only get the video portion of it if you give us $5. We're, we're holding back a little bit. We got to edge you kids a little bit. Um, <laughs> so go check it out. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Sean, for coming through. Love you guys. Uh TND Production Comics Corner episode. Who fucking knows? We'll find out next time. Love ya.